Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And a very good Sunday morning to Marlins Nation. Ah, oh, it feels good waking up with a Marlins W. Marlins beat the Phillies 5-3. Redemption on a Saturday. AJ Puck closes out the game, but as always for the recap, here's your radio voice, the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, a day after the Marlins suffered a really nasty loss in the ninth inning against the Philadelphia Phillies, Skip Schumacher, who in my opinion is the early front runner for the National League Manager of the Year, instills his confidence in his left-hander AJ Puck this afternoon to close out another tightly contested ball game against the Philadelphia Phillies. Today, the Marlins even up this three-game pivotal weekend series against Philadelphia by beating the Phillies 5-3. to three. Braxton Garrett was really great today, and sometimes you find the true mark of a man and a starting pitcher when he doesn't have his best stuff, and he can just gut out a start, and that's exactly what Braxton Garrett did this afternoon. He went five innings, allowed three runs on six hits, and then following Braxton Garrett, how about four innings... Uh, perfect baseball, just about. A.J. Puck allowed the hit in the ninth. Outside of that, this bullpen was unbelievably perfect today for the Miami Marlins. Brazo Bond ending in two-thirds, a perfect ball. Okert got the cheap strikeout when Schwarber wasn't paying attention there late in the ball game. Scott with a perfect eighth, and A.J. Puck resilient in the ninth. And I'll tell you what, Gabby and I were talking about this a little bit in the eighth inning. A.J. Puck, things had not been going well this week, right? He inherits a couple of save opportunities, leading by two, and he blows them both. Now, the Marlins are one and one in those games. I would keep that in mind. But the confidence that Skip Schumacher has in his closer is going to go a long way for A.J. Puck because he knows, look, guys, these these folks are human. If you're sitting out there in the bullpen thinking, boy, this has not gone well for me the last two times that I've pitched, and he ain't going to me today, you start to lose confidence. And that is a darn good managerial move, in my opinion, by Skip Schumacher this afternoon to go back to his closer who picks up his 15th save and his 19th try. Now, look, there was a lot of rather really good stuff that happened here today, but the most pressing matter is that in a a close game, in a big divisional matchup, big weekend series, in a night after you suffer a bad loss, the Marlins have found a way to get off the canvas all season long. And I'm not sure many teams are as resilient as the Marlins are this season. Steven Strom and I were talking on the inside corner down at the Biscayne Bay Brew Hall earlier this afternoon before the ball game. You know, there, there's probably been, what, maybe six or seven games all season. You've you got your feet kicked up, and it's the fourth or fifth inning, thinking, man, Marlins are crushing them. This, this is an easy one tonight. These guys have showed up. They have posted every single day. They are grinders, and it hasn't been easy. You know, they're in a puddle of sweat after the ball game because they're grinding out one- and two-run games, you know, and the Marlins come back for the 25th time this season. They win their 25th comeback game today. Um, it's just it, it is so exciting. It uh, There's so much to be proud of if you're a Marlins fan. 
And every single one of those guys should be proud down there in the clubhouse the way that they've performed here in 2023. And look, this was the 91st game of the season. The Marlins collecting their 52nd win of the season today. There's a long way to go. We're obviously past the true halfway point, but the Marlins are going to get a breather after tomorrow for four days before we open up the second half in Baltimore next Friday. But, man, 52 wins, regardless of what happens tomorrow, going into the All-Star break. And I just tweeted this out, but the Marlins now have four wins through their first six games on this homestand. Regardless of tomorrow's outcome against the Philadelphia Phillies, the Miami Marlins are wrapping up another week better than they started it. Let's take a listen to all the highlights from this ball game tonight at Lone Depot Park. It featured Braxton Garrett and Ranger Suarez in the Philadelphia Phillies. Jumped out to a one nothing lead. Two batters into the ball game today, thanks to Trey Turner in the first. The 2-2 pitch to Trey Turner is hit in the air left field. It is struck well. De La Cruz is going back. He leaps at the wall. He can't get it. Trey Turner is two for two with two home runs. Lifetime against Braxton Garrett. It's a one-out solo shot here in the first. And the Philadelphia Phillies have a 1-0 lead. And that 1-0 lead lasted for all of, well, I'd say about three and a half minutes because after Brian De La Cruz went down looking in the first, for the first out of the first inning, Jorge Soler came sauntering to the plate. Success. Here's a ball in the air to left field. Kyle Schwarber's going back onto the warning track. Wall, goodbye! Jorge Soler just flipped the curveball into the seats and left. It's 1-1 here in the first. And that was just uh, the beginning to the first inning party for the Marlins in game two of this three-game weekend series tonight. Garrett Cooper followed Soler with a single. Yuli Gurriel walked, and after Gene Segura, the former Philly, was down looking on strikes facing his old teammate Ranger Suarez. John Birdie walked, and that loaded the bases with two outs in the first inning for Dane Myers, the young center fielder for Miami. Compete. Here's a ground ball hit through the right side, a base hit for Dane Myers. One run is going to score. Here comes Gurriel. The throw is not in time. It's a two-out, two-run single for Dane Myers. This kid has come to the show. He hasn't missed a beat. It's 3-1 to one Miami here in the first. So 3-1 to one in that lead. Well, that wouldn't last all that long either. Braxton Garrett facing Alec Bohm in the second. He singled. Josh Harrison lined out to center field. Edmundo Sosa singled. And the Philadelphia Phillies were in a terrific position in the second with one out and Christian Pache at the plate. The 1-1 is a breaking ball hit in the air to right field. Jorge Soler is going back, looking up. It's off the top of the wall. He plays it on a hop. He throws it back in. Bohm is going to score. Pache with a double and an RBI, and now it's 3-2. And following Christian Pache in the second with two men in scoring position and one out was Kyle Schwarber. Two and two, the count to Schwarber. And the pitch is dribbled back to Garrett. Bobbles it. No play at the plate. He throws it high to Gurriel, who tries to get back to the bag, and they got him out. I think Schwarber's safe. A run scores. This is a 3-3 three to three game. And I still think Schwarber was safe. They went to New York, and there was not conclusive enough evidence to overturn the play. So the Marlins fortunate to get the out. Trey Turner struck out swinging. The Phillies played a two in the second. This was a 3-3 game. Now that would hold until the fourth when the Marlins had the bases loaded and there was one out and Jorge Soler was at the plate. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Soler swings, hits it in the air center field. This is going to play to run. Going back, Pache makes the catch. 
tagging from third and scoring is Dane Myers. It's a sack fly for Jorge Soler, and the Marlins lead 4-3 here in the fourth. So it was 4-3 after four. Braxton Garrett gutted his way through five innings. He went five. Waskar Brazoban came on in the sixth, and he got three outs in the sixth. He got two in the seventh. Stephen Oker got the final out in the seventh inning with nobody on and two out. Kyle Schwarber with two strikes was not engaged in that eight-second territory that you need to if you're a batter and he was called out on strikes on a pitch clock violation. At the stretch this afternoon, the Marlins had a 4-3 to three lead. They would get another run in the bottom of the seventh inning. It was an insurance run. Leading off the bottom of the seventh for the Marlins was Garrett Cooper facing Junior Marte. Cooper singled. Yuli Gurriel walked. Gene Segura popped out the first. So the Marlins had first and second base with one out in the bottom of the seventh inning. And instead of John Birdie batting, it was who other than Luis Arise. Came on in the sixth. The count is one and two on Arise. Real Muto sets up away. Here's a line drive towards a gap. Right center field. The base hit for Arise. Cooper's going to score. Going first to third is Yuli Gurriel. He's done it again. Off the bench this afternoon. Arise makes it 5-3 to three, Miami here in the seventh. And that was a big insurance run for the Marlins. And by the way, that is the lone at-bat this afternoon for Luis Arise. He extends his hitting streak to nine games and an on-base streak that now sits at 22 games. Dane Myers grounded into a 4-6-3 double play to end the seventh, but the Marlins had themselves a 5-3 advantage. In the eighth inning, Tanner Scott got a couple of easy outs. And with Bryson Stott batting in the Bryce Harper spot, Harper was hit by a pitch in the third. He left due to an injury. He was hit on that right elbow, that surgically repaired right elbow. Bryson Stott hit a foul pop-up into foul territory down the left field line. Gene Segura made an unbelievable over-the-shoulder grab and went tumbling into the netting down the left field line. That would end the eighth. The Marlins went quietly in the bottom of the eighth, and that set up a showdown in the ninth. After blowing his last two appearances with a two-run lead, A.J. Puck got the ninth inning this afternoon, and Skip Schumacher said, go get him, big guy. You're my guy. You're my closer, and you're getting another chance today. Puck looking for his 15th save this afternoon. Real Muto struck out swinging for out number one, Alec Bohm then rifled a line drive off the right wrist of A.J. Puck, who was trying to make it behind the back snag, I guess. I think it was more reactionary. Training staff came out to take a look at Puck. He was okay. He stayed in the ball game. Bohm was at first with one out. The tying run came to the plate. That was Josh Harrison. He popped out to second base, and the last hope for the Philadelphia Phillies this afternoon was the veteran third baseman. It was Edmundo Sosa. Now the 1-2 pitch to Sosa is hit out to short. This should do it. Wendell goes to short way to second, and the ball game is over. It's the 25th comeback win of the season for the Miami Marlins, who are now 43-2 when leading after eight innings this season. And the Marlins beat the Philadelphia Phillies by a final score of 5-3 to three here today. For the Fighting Phils, who have, by the way, their 13-game road winning streak come to an end this afternoon three runs seven hits an error five men left on base for the philadelphia phillies today phillies end this ball game one for four with runners in scoring position and for the marlins in their winning effort five runs ten hits an error eight men left on base good for braxton garrett who collects his fifth win of the season he's really been great for the marlins his era headed into the all-star break after he just made his 17th start and 18th appearance of the season 
is 370. Ranger Suarez, the loser, he's 2-4. and four. A.J. Puck collects his 15th save in his 19th try for the Marlins this season. We started this ball game at 414 locally here in Miami, finished at 649. Total time of game, two hours and 35 minutes in front of a crowd of 18,132 at Lone Depot Park this afternoon. The Marlins have now won their last five home games with crowds in excess of 15,000 and six of their last seven with crowds in excess of 15,000. I say that, folks, because your support matters to these guys. In, in the dog days of summer, and we're there, 91 games into the season, if you show up and show your support and get loud and spend your hard-earned money on these guys and to cheer them on, it means the world to them, and they are just the greatest bunch of group of guys to root for down in that clubhouse. So if you have the means to do so, come out tomorrow to the ball game or just any time down the stretch this season. Um, I know it's not easy for everybody, but if you can get out here and support this ball club, your support means a lot to these guys, and uh, we certainly thank you. We thank you for listening, obviously, but um, come out to the ballpark. This is a lot of fun out here this season. With the winning effort for the Miami Marlins tonight, they're now 52-39 and 39 through 91 games in 2023. And now with the lose, or the lose, yeah, with the loss here tonight, the Phillies have their 13-game consecutive road winning streak snapped. They are now 48-40. and 40. Phillies are 26-24 and 24 on the road. The Marlins improved to 29-18 and 18 at home here in 2023, and that sets up a rubber match at 140 tomorrow afternoon. For the Miami Marlins today, they punch out seven. Not a whole lot. It don't matter when you win. And that means that $175 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down a list of what Skip Schumacher had to say after the big bounce back win over the Phillies. Skip, we'll start at Puck there at the end. Um, just how nice is it to be able to bounce back so quickly, especially in like his type of circumstance, and just how much confidence that you have despite little rough outings that he's had. We were hoping to get him back out there today. Mm -hmm. He wanted to get back out there. Shows you how tough that kid is. Took like a hundred and whatever ball off the wrist, like squared him up off the wrist. He's like, I got it. Can kind of get out of here. Kind of shoot me off. Um, But he's, um, yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have won by a lot, but I also like him to be in the game to show that, you know, what kind of confidence that we have in him. And um, and you're going to have a couple of those. I mean, he's not there. No, he's perfect. So um, I'm glad he bounced back. And Braxton maybe didn't have his sharpest stuff today, but found a way to, to give you five. What adjustments did you kind of see him make as the game progressed? No, yeah, you're exactly right. He uh, didn't have his sharpest uh, stuff today, but I thought um, as the game went on, I think he um, retired six of the last seven and then, you know, maybe a hit and then got the last guy out. And I just felt like the lot of, some of the stuff was in the heart of the plate. And um, he's really good at mix, mixing it up, but I felt like he maybe got into some patterns and then those patterns with coupled with the stuff a little bit in the middle of the plate. Um, and so I think it was a battle for him today. But, you know, five innings, um, three runs, you know, I'll, I'll take that from him today on a, on a day that he didn't feel probably his greatest. I didn't talk to him about that yet, obviously. 
but just showing you could see some frustration a little bit out there and um, he, it was a battle for him but I'm proud of him that he got through five. What does that say about a guy who's able to find a way to make those adjustments and find a way to still battle through despite not having all their stuff? And we've talked about his athletic ability all, all year long and what he can do and manipulate the ball and he's a pitch maker and um, to calm down he can slow the game down um, that's maturity when you can slow the game down and doesn't speed up when you don't have your best stuff and he did that today took a deep breath slowed the game down got back to who he was and uh retired the next whatever it was eight out of nine or whatever it was so a really good job by Brax. so larry to get the home run the tie after after you guys go to run the first and the sack fly just to be able to get the protection from him to be able to give you guys what you needed today? Slayer's been a monster, man. I mean, he just, I mean, he literally is kind of a monster when I'm standing next to him, but good at bat, home run, walks, tough walks, because you know they're pitching him tough, sack fly, you know they're pitching him tough. Um, he's just taking really good at bats. We talked about Brack slowing the game down. Like, his takes are literally like like he doesn't have a care in the world, right? He's like, oh, I'm just here we go again type deal, and it just he just looks so calm in the box, like I'm just so ready to to crush this ball, whatever you bring, I'm going I'm going for it. I think his game planning has been excellent, hunting what his strengths are instead of hunting their strengths, um, and. Yeah, we talk about Brax maturing. Solaire, he's still he's been in the league a long time. I still think he's growing as a player, and I think he's just getting better and better. I've thrown him in right field a bunch this year. His numbers in right field have been really good as far as he's at bat still. So he's not tiring out. He's in really good shape. Um, so, yeah, he's having a, he had a great first half. I know we have one more game, but a great first half. As a seven-son folding, were you kind of surprised they didn't have a lefty up for the possibility of pinch hitting with their rhymes? Yeah, you don't know what their bullpen status is, and, you know, you, you, that, that's their group, and you don't know, if, um, you know, what – what's going on as far as you know their bullpen management so no i i um i don't they have a good bullpen they have all guys kind of guys throwing 100 miles an hour right left um so no i i think we uh you know we're trying to find a spot for rise if needed um and it just happened to be right there of course he gets a hit you know i mean um that's you know when everyone thought he was going to get a hit right and i mean there's not one person in the ballpark probably that's like oh rise probably not going to get hit here so he's uh it, whatever it is, like his days off, he's still one for one. So um, it, he's, he's just incredible. Always nice to have a three eighty something hitter off the bench, right? Yeah, you don't. Not too many teams have that. I don't think anybody actually has that. So yeah, it's it's you want to give the guy a full day off if you can. Um, like I said before the game, you know, All Star festivities. There's going to be a lot going on for him. I've run him out there quite a bit. Uh, with a rare off day, maybe last off day I think might have been in Washington. Um, so I'm trying to get him off his feet. But if there's a game where we can add an insurance run, um, and a meaningful run, then you take your shot. And um, and that was the right time. Three of the names we've mentioned: Brax, Soler, Rice. Where would you guys be without him? That our record not even close to that. There, I mean, and a lot of the guys that came up too. You know, I mean, Hampson had a good game today. Uh, we had made some base running mistakes. Don't like giving extra outs on the base on the bases um, that thankfully didn't cost us. But I mean, Hampson was great. Myers had another great game. A bunch of good at bats. But yeah, I mean, those three guys. Um, you know, you you would hope for Rise and Slayer to have good years. You know, coming out of spring. But Brax has really stepped up when we our rotation has taken a, a few hits and. Um, uh, so yeah, we we I don't I didn't expect a rise hit three eighty. Don't get me wrong, I expect him to hit over three hundred. I expect Soler to have a nice year, hopefully an All Star year. But what Brax is doing, he came out of spring as a long man.
So to have this and what he's doing, giving us a chance to win every single time, no, I, um, I don't know where we'd be without him. Brazilon giving you guys five outs after, after Braxton goes five to be able to bridge two. The back end of the bullpen. What does he, since he went was optioned and brought back up, just that the couple weeks stretch since he's since he's been back. Yeah, he had, he had, the mental reset is real. Sometimes you just need a mental break. Um, this game is hard. It grinds you. And um, that's why we have a really good mental skills guy um, because he's he walking around just in case guys need to talk. And not that Braz needs, needed that, but just a mental reset. I mean, I used when I was a player. You know, you, you need that sometimes to take a break because this game, it doesn't stop. And um, since he came back, a little reset, 98 with cutters and change-ups. I mean, Right, left, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, he is it, he's just disgusting uh, as his stuff. And um, since he's been back, when he throws strikes, we've said that all year long with all our staff, we're pretty good. Well, I can, I'm okay with a solo home run every now and then, right? It, those are going to happen. But what he's doing, it's on the ground a lot. And, um, and strikeout after strikeout, he's been excellent. Could you say maybe the same for Gene Segura in the mental reset type of fashion? Yeah, 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 it's a good point. I mean, uh, he had the hamstring thing, but you know sometimes you need to take a break and slow down and watch the game. He won't tell you that. I doubt Braz will tell you that. Um, but you know, as a being in this seat, being through it before as a player, you do need that um, every now and then. And so, yeah, it, a couple of really good defensive plays. That one over the shoulder was an awesome catch. But he's been hitting the ball really well, especially this series. And um, yeah, I'm looking for a big second half for for Segura. Going back to Puck um, with blowing two saves in a row and then getting the, the ball hit off his wrist today, what have you learned about him as a player over the last uh, week? Well, he wasn't in very high leverage situations last year. I mean, if you look at what he did last year, he was not in the ninth every day. This is not a closer the last three years in the big leagues, right? He, he had an injury uh, type of year, and then he's you know been in you know fourth, fifth, sometimes sixth, seventh innings last year. He's been our closer kind of from day one, and we put a lot on him, um, and it's been pretty smooth. So blowing a couple saves in a row. Gosh, I mean, there's there's really good closers, all-star closers right now that made the all-star team that have blown two saves in a row. I mean, those are going to happen. I think it shows the resiliency of our team um, and him that, hey, we got your back. You know, we want you out there. All those guys wanted Puck out there again. Guarantee it. They weren't thinking in the back of their mind like, oh, man, here we go. I mean, losers say, here we go again, right? Like winning teams say, we want that guy out there again. And um, and so I'm, I'm proud that he, we, we got him back on the mound um, before the All-Star break, so he didn't have to sit on it also was a big deal, I think, for me. And, um, and you know, he'll be probably down tomorrow, um, so he can uh, have a good All-Star break, and, and uh, we'll see him in a week. Skip, um, the team is going to stay with the second place, um, at least during the All-Star break. Um, do you throw or do you have that as a short goal when you start? And how feel like how you feel without being... Uh, rookie manager in the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the goal is to to win every series. Um, so I, I don't really, you don't really win any championships or anything uh, at midway point. But um, I do feel like the guys probably feel pretty good about their first half, and they know that they're in it, and they know um, that. I, I think that's the main thing is there's belief in that clubhouse um, that they they can win every day. And that's the buy-in that you were hoping for as a rookie manager at this point of the season is like, they believe in us, we believe in them, um, and so we're ready to go. And I think that's kind of the message. Thanks, Skip. Yep. AJ Puck, 
responded in a huge way on Saturday afternoon. He ended up closing the door against the Phillies on Saturday. Look, it's tough. You blow back-to-back saves, it's tough to come back out. And Skip Schumacher showed some confidence in A.J. Puck. Let's hear what he had to say after the game. A.J., uh, how did it feel to be able to go out there and get a little bit of redemption after yesterday to be able to close this one out? Uh, yeah, definitely. No, I mean, uh, every day is a new day. And uh, you know, it's not the, a quick memory. Forget about it and go out there and just continue to execute. How's the wrist? Is that where the ball got you? Yeah, around the wrist. Yeah, it's good. Just a little bruise. It'll be all right. What does it mean for your confidence when Skip puts you back out there, you know, not doubting it or anything, just putting you back out there like that today? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, it shows he's got confidence in me and trust me. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, I just had a, you know, a couple, you know, bad outings in a row that's trained together. And, you know, I just got to keep, you know, persevering and just keep attacking. How would you, I guess, assess your first half? Skip even just mentioned, like, as a closer, kind of full time, that's a new role for you. How do you think you did so far? Uh, yeah, you know, for a while they're really good, and uh, but uh, you know, I hit a little streak there. But you know, overall, you know, I was pretty happy with it, and uh, you know, I'm looking to you know continue and have a really strong second half. Where do you feel like you've seen the most growth being in that new role and help with a new team being able to to get a consistent shot like that? Uh, yeah, you know, I say uh, you know just the mentality of it, and uh, you know, it's not putting a bunch of pressure on myself to go out there. You know, I feel. I'm, been committing the ball well all year and uh you know i'm keeping the walks down you don't want to give any free passes in those uh you know situations and uh yeah you know i have to continue working and uh you know i'll be ready for the for tomorrow in the second half all right we're right back at it this afternoon the last game before the all-star break it'll be a 141st pitch from lone depot park which means i've got marlins on deck at 110 a rubber match and a series on the line in nle's class between your miami marlins and philadelphia phillies we hope to see you or we hope you join us on the marlins radio network driven by otter nation